Um, today, uh, Ben Kimbrough will be preaching the word to us. Ben, come on up. I've known Ben for a long time. Super excited to hear what he has to bring to us. Y'all welcome, Ben. Act, act like you're excited that he's... That's better. There you go. I got him worked up yeah, for you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's what I need. I need, I need that. Goodness. Well, guys, good morning. Good morning to the YouTuber, streamer, Riverstone online people as well. So, uh, so Chris has been talking about Acts for a couple of weeks now, and um, we're actually going to take a break on Acts for this week. I think selfishly, Chris decided that the next few verses, the next chapter was something he was definitely wanting to grab a hold of. So I was like, fine, fine, it's totally fine. So instead of doing that, what we're going to do this week is camp out on the idea of the Holy Spirit and what the role of the Holy Spirit is in our lives. So does that sound good? Okay, awesome. Um, we're going to be talking about this topic, the Holy Spirit, which for some people it's, I don't know, the Holy Spirit's always been kind of like the weird uncle of the Trinity, right? And, you know, he's the guy at the family gathering that nobody really wants to, does not engage, doesn't know what to do. You know, you just kind of avoid that person, right? They're the the weird uncle. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. Um, At the end of Chris's sermon, he was talking about baptism of the Holy Spirit and kind of bringing that up in the scripture and saying, this is what the Bible says. This is where we see it in in Acts. And um, just a good analogy before we get going, before I start praying, we're going to talk about the different roles of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But a a good analogy for the baptism of the Holy Spirit is imagine you get saved uh, and you're like a a gas furnace, okay? And um, the old school gas furnaces that have the pilot lights, right? I don't know if anybody's aware of how this whole thing works, but I used to do HVAC stuff. So, Um, but you got a a pilot light and then when you turn the, the main gas on, uh, the main burners come on and you have this huge amount of energy and heat that you're able to heat your whole house. Okay, but when the Holy Spirit comes into your life as a, as a new Christian, it's like having that pilot, okay? And you can't really do much with that little pilot. But when the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes in your life, there's something that happens. There's an empowering that happens in your life that gives you a whole new level of of operation in the kingdom of God activity. It lets you work and move in the Holy Spirit in a way uh, that is powerful and that takes it to a whole nother level. Now, some of those people, they get saved. That happens simultaneously. The burners are on at the beginning. And for some of us, we're just trying to operate with like a little pilot light, if that makes any sense. So uh, let's pray and we're gonna dig in, okay? Thank you, God. Holy Spirit, we wanna welcome you into this building today. We want to welcome you into each person's home that is listening online today. And God, we want to make some space here for that. Holy Spirit, we desire you here at Riverstone, God. And we want more of you. And Lord, we want to see what it's like to live as a Christian in a big, full way, God. To live a kingdom life that where we see Uh, the supernatural in a natural way taking place where we believe in miracles and we see miracles, God. Where we believe in the things of the Bible and we see the things of the Bible happening around us, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray that you would just illuminate the word to us today. Uh, As I share some stories today, I pray that you would just whet our appetites. Give us a hunger for you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so 
for the note takers out there, um, I'm a note taker, so I like this. I'm going to give you four points, and I'm just going to go through them, okay? And then I'm just going to kind of tell some stories about some things that have happened in my life and show you how the Holy Spirit has kind of played a role in my life. Uh, so the four ways I would say that I see God working as the Holy Spirit in my life is as a sanctifier. I also see the God, the Holy Spirit as the active presence of God on the earth today. And then number three is a counselor. And number four is an empowerer for ministry. I'm pretty sure that's not really a word, empower. I think I just made that up, but we're going to go with it. So first of all, sanctification, okay? This is like the least glamorous thing that you can think of when you think of the Holy Spirit's work in your life, but it is a major part of what God does. Um, I'm going to read this scripture from Galatians. It's chapter 5, verses 16 through 23. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So they are not so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live this, like this, will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, I recently took a promotion at my work uh, where I'm now managing some people and uh, over uh, like a facility campus. And um, it's been kicking my butt, guys. It has really kicked my butt. And um, during this time, I feel like what's happened is I've really been being chipped away at. And the Holy Spirit has used this time to kind of work on those areas. You know, I thought I was going to come into this, this job and this role and be like, I'm going to show you guys how this is done. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to kick some butt. I'm going to do it, you know, and I'm going, to, I'm going to show you how this is supposed to work, you know. And what it's done instead has been like a humbling experience. It's been one of those experiences where you realize your flaws and those things that now people, the expectations that people have on you about how you're going to lead, how are you going to operate, how are you, how are you going to do this? And, um, and it's, it's, it's been super humbling, guys. And I think during this whole process, I've learned that the Holy Spirit um, is, is molding and is making me. And, it, and the work of sanctification by the Holy Spirit is what I call, it's a permissive process. It only happens when we give God permission. Um, and it's so easy to ignore the, the Holy Spirit, like, like Jiminy Cricket, you know, and Pinocchio. You can just ignore them and just keep on going. But the Holy Spirit is, is always nudging us. And I think that's how I would explain the Holy Spirit's work in sanctification. He's always nudging us towards the right thing to do. He's always giving us those, uh, uh, compelling us, or just that still small voice in the back of your head that says, hey, you need to talk to that person and make it right. Or hey, that's selfish. You need to give that up. Or just those little, little nudges that you get all along the way. And one of the really cool things that was happening to me during this process in the last five months that I've been taking this new job is uh, my wife, we, we take walks at night. And my wife is telling me about this book she's reading. And it's about selflessness. And, um, and she was talking about how it's uh, selflessness. It's not about thinking of yourself uh, less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. Does that make sense? 
And, and it's, it was one of those things where she started talking to me about it. I was like, dude, that is me. That, that's where I'm at. I need to like totally take that in. And the Holy Spirit just kind of highlighting that area in my life. And that is the role of sanctification when the Holy Spirit gets involved. He's going to be highlighting things in your life that need to change. And he's going to be pruning and chipping away. When we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, uh, you're talking about a tree, right? You're talking about something that has to be cultivated, has to be shaped, it has to be nurtured in order to grow good fruit. You ever seen a tree in the wild? You just, you don't get a lot of fruit from it, right? But you see somebody who's a gardener and takes care of it. Those, those fruits are, are, are uh, prolific, you know? It's, it's all over the tree. And so that's what we're wanting God to do in our lives. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit's job to use these situations in my life to bring about sanctification, pruning and to point out my flaws that I was previously unaware of. When I walk with the Spirit, in other words, when I agree with Him and when I yield to Him, I see the God fruit that Chris was talking about last week. Joy, peace, patience, self-control grow in me. Um, and they're far beyond your natural capacity. And I wanted to highlight that because I feel like um, I've had to do some tough things uh, at my job lately and, and work in some long hours and stuff. And I think I really noticed that I have something that the Holy Spirit has been giving me, a peace and a, a sustaining power that I don't, normally, I don't normally have. And it's not something that I would say, oh yeah, that's totally me. I'm just kind of pulling myself up by my bootstraps and, and taking care of it. No, I feel like the Holy Spirit has really enabled me to continue on and do a good job and not complain and, um, and just have peace and patience during this process. So so it's not the glamorous part of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, but it is something super important. And, and honestly, guys, this may be the part where you are noticing the Holy Spirit's work in your life the most. It may be in a work of sanctification. So the manifest presence is the next um, way that we see the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Um, Ephesians 5.18 says, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And it's such an interesting it's an interesting comparison that he makes because when the Holy Spirit comes on us and the manifest presence of God descends on us, it is like an intoxication. It is like being saturated with something. And I, I, for some of those, as any of you guys that were around during the, the vineyard in the nineties, can you guys, anybody during the revival that happened in the nineties, there was a, uh, we're a vineyard here at Riverstone, but, uh, 20 something years ago, I know I'm a middle-aged man, that's why I can say this now, but 20 something years ago, we had uh, some revival happening at the uh, Atlanta Vineyard and vineyards all over the Georgia area. And uh, we actually started attending the church. I started attending the church with my mother. And the first week we came in there, I think people were just laughing like randomly and was like, what is going on? Like, this is a weird place, mom. Like, what are we doing here? But it was the... Uh, Holy Spirit was beginning to move and do stuff in uh, the church services, and spontaneously things were just were just happening. Um, and when God comes, there there is some unpredictableness to it, isn't there? There's some there's some unpredictableness there, and uh, there was uh, laughing, there was crying, uh, what, what charismatics call being slain in the spirit, where people would just be prayed for, and they would just be, the power of God would come on them, and they would just fall down. Um, and uh, there's been different moves over, over years and years, and I, I've seen God's presence show up in prayer meetings and in 
worship meetings. And um, I don't know if you've ever just been in the presence of the Lord during a worship time where God has just shown up. That is the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the active agent of God on the earth today. And it is something that will mark your life forever. When the Holy Spirit begins to work in your life in that kind of way, when he shows up, when his presence is available and you see God working, it is uh, a mark that is left on your heart and on your life that you can't kind of escape from. Uh, I was praying in the back with Chris and Destiny earlier today, and uh, Destiny was saying that she just to use the word wrecked. She's been wrecked by God. And it is so true, guys. You know, when God grabs a hold of your life and when he shows up in power, and when the Holy Spirit moves on you, uh, it, it just changes you. It just changes you, and, and it's hard to go back. And it also is one of those things where it's a flag in the ground so that down the road when you are in a difficult season, when you're in a dry season, you can look back on those things and go, no, 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 God is real, God is authentic, God has shown up in my life in a way that is undeniable. And so I want that for you guys, I want that. Um, it's, it's something that the Holy Spirit is ready and available to do if we ask and invite him in. So the third thing that I see God do as the Holy Spirit is a, as a counselor. Uh, John 16, verses 12 through 15 says this. It says, I still have many things to say to you. This is Jesus speaking, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whenever, whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And so I will just tell you guys a few things that I've had happen in my life in this regard. So when you talk about a counselor, you know, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about, Ben? What, what, is the, what does that mean when the Holy Spirit's a counselor to you? Well, it's not like you're hearing this necessarily this audible voice. I guess there are people out there that may have heard Jesus speak audibly, but for me, the way it works is it's a still small voice. It may be just a feeling of a, a nudge or a compelling uh, unction to go do something. You know, uh, sometimes it's as simple as Ben, go do the dishes. You know, <laughs> and and I believe that that's the Holy Spirit saying, "Hey, this is something you need to do. This is something for your family." Or you need to go talk to your son who's pouting over there in the corner and you're kind of like, whatever, and you think he just needs to just chill out and you feel an unction to go talk to him. And, and, and that's the Holy Spirit too. And so I don't wanna, I'm gonna tell you these stories and I'm gonna tell you a couple of things that have happened in my life that have been really cool, but I also wanna point out the fact that God is doing ordinary things every day. And just because something uh, amazing isn't happening every day of your life doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is not active and he's not working, so... One of the things that happened to me that was really cool was um, I had met my wife, who was not my wife at the time, found out that she was going on a missionary trip to England as a uh, YWAMer and felt, uh, just kind of heard her story. And I was working at a church at the time as like a maintenance guy and walked outside, take out trash. And there are just some times in your life where the Holy Spirit is, uh, it's very clear, it's super clear. And this is one of those moments where I just felt like the Lord told me, I want you to give this money I've been saving up for a car, which to me at the time was like big money. <laughs> it was big money. 
And I felt like the Lord was just like, hey, I want you to give this money to this lady. And I was like, wow, okay. Uh, but it was like one of, those, one of those words from the Lord that you just knew for certain was God. And you didn't, you didn't dispute it. You weren't like, it, it, was, it was obvious that God was speaking to me. And so I did it. And at the time, I felt the Lord also kind of just in the back of my head say, hey, don't get any ideas, okay? Just give her the money. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, okay, all right, I'll do that. And so I tried to do it anonymously, but not, like an idiot, <clears throat> I wrote a check. And I, no, I literally like, gave it to this lady. I was like, hey, will you give this to this woman? And just like, don't tell it was for me. And so she like gets the check and she's like, oh, Benjamin Kimbrell. I'm like, yeah, wise guy. That was really smart. Uh, but what it did was she came up to me and was like, hey, why did you do this? Like, this is kind of a crazy thing to do. And I was like, well, I just felt like the Holy Spirit kind of told me to do it. And, and she was like, would you be a part of my prayer group? And I was like, okay. And so I, I jumped into a prayer group that supported her while she was away on missions. And we developed a relationship kind of virtually for a long time and, and then finally got married. And uh, I attribute that moment um, as the moment that uh, God used to connect us and, uh, and bring us to have a relationship. We've been married for almost 15 years now. So, yeah. But guys, I could have totally ignored that, that nudge. Um, like I said before, the Holy Spirit is... Uh, always looking for our permission. He's not going to force his way in. So uh, I could have disregarded it. I could have said, that's my money. I need that for a car. By the way, that money came back to me later. My wife actually gave it back to me. Before we were married, she gave it back to me um, down the road when I needed some money for a car. So um, the Holy Spirit uh, can come in at these crucial moments in your life. And if you're willing to listen he can be a counselor to us, and he knows a lot more than we do, obviously, right? Uh, another story I have is when um, <clears throat> we bought a house. We were renting for a long time. I have three kids, and early on in our marriage, we lived in like little uh, tiny top part of a, a, I mean, some really great situations, like super low rent, uh, like living in places where we're, we're getting broken into, but, like, but it was like a great deal, you know? And then... <laughs> Um, we we're like, Lord, we really want a house. And I really wanted a house. And I felt like God was like, hey, I want you to pray for a house. I was like, I'm good with that. I'm going to pray for a house. And my wife was like, we're fine renting. Like, we don't have any money, honey. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, you need to like have a down payment. You have all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to pray for it. And so sure enough, I started praying for it. And um, we started looking for houses and stuff. What happened was my uh, her parents passed away and they left us an inheritance, which actually enabled us to buy a house. Um, but the first thing that we did with this inheritance is we felt like we should give some of it away. So we gave some of it away. And at that point, we had to kind of set our sights lower, you know, and be like, well, we're not going to be able to get what we thought we were going to be able to get, but maybe we'll get something cool. And um, this uh, house popped up in a neighborhood of, our, of a friend and we were able to take a look at it. It was going up on an auction. It was a foreclosure and we went through it, and I remember Kim and I looked at it, and we were just like, this place is amazing. But we were just like, it's out of our league. It's not, it's not something that we're going to be able to take care of, not something we're going to be able to do. And um, I went to a, a, a prayer, like a, I think it was a ministry class here at church. And as I'm driving uh, home, this was another one of those moments where the Holy Spirit kind of intervened, and it was super clear. And I remember the Holy Spirit just saying, hey, Ben, I want to give you the house. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like kind of laughing, but I'm also like, I'm pretty sure this is the Holy Spirit. 
And the Holy Spirit's like, hey, I want to give, I want you to give this much. This is how much I want you to put in for the offer. And I was like, are you sure about that? Because that's pretty low. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> and um, just felt really clear about it. So we called up our, our agent and put in the offer. And the agent was like, hey, this is a great um, test just to show you like how the process works, but you're not going to get this house. Just want you to know, like, but we'll do it. We'll do it for you. And turned out that we did get the uh, house and it worked out and it has been like a super amazing place. And we've, we've, we're still there and we're super happy and it's been a godsend. So just another example of how the Holy Spirit can come in on those pivotal moments and uh, crucial moments in your life. And I think that there's always going to be different uh, emphases and there's going to be different um, levels of intensity in which you will feel the Holy Spirit's work in your life. There's going to be some times when it's super clear, and there's going to be some times when you're going, ah, okay, I think this is the way I need to go. I feel like this is what God's saying. Uh, and there's going to be some times when you're just like, um, I'm just going to read the Bible and try to do what's in there. <laughs> so, uh, but the Holy Spirit is, is, is acting and he's moving. Um, one time, I remember too, waking up in the middle of the night, and I felt like the Holy Spirit was just impressing on me. I want you to make uh, a compendium, is what he called it. I don't know what a compendium is, guys. I was like, what is a compendium? Uh, of, of things about God for your kids. And so I looked it up, and it, it just means a collection of concise but detailed information about a particular subject. And I felt like the Holy Spirit just was saying, hey, put down on paper the things that God has done in your life. Take record of the things that God has done. Just like the uh, Riverstone is based on the idea of the 12 stones that the Israelites put down in the River Jordan when they crossed over and when God had parted the river um, as a reminder to their children and their children's children and their children's children's children of the glory of God and the miraculous work of God. And so I felt like the Lord just kind of impressed upon me. So me and Kim started a uh, like a, just a Microsoft Word document and started putting down, writing down all the things that God's done and we were able to start talking to our kids about it because down the road when they start asking those questions about who God is and whether he's real or not, we can show them these things and talk to them about what God's done in our lives. All right, so the fourth way that I, I've really encountered God's presence and encountered the Holy Spirit at work in my life is through ministry, through empowering ministry. Um, Let's read 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verses 7 through 11. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions each to each one individually as he wills. And guys, I'll just say that I have seen just as a churchgoer for however many years, I mean, I grew up in the church. My parents were, were uh, pastors. Um, I've seen some crazy things happen, guys, some crazy things <laughs> And um, I mean, I've seen people get dreams. I've seen people give words and pictures that were just dead on. I've seen people give words of knowledge. Um, I've seen demons get cast out of people. Um, crazy stuff, guys. One time, I, I, as a, a young adult, we were in a youth 
conference, and there was a kid who was probably 12 or 13. He had just gotten saved. And he was giving his life to Jesus, and people were praying for him. And this kid had no like prior experience with the Holy Spirit, prior experience with church or any of that stuff. So he didn't have like a, a pretext. There was no thing that he could just kind of like put it on and like, and, and put on a show for us. But he just, his face started getting distorted. He started growling. He started doing kind of weird, weird stuff that makes you really unsettled. And it was a demonic like manifestation. And we prayed and God broke it, and he cried, and God did a work in his life, and he came to the Lord. And it was an amazing time, and it was also a crazy time, you know, but it was something that God had did through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I think many times what happens is when the Holy Spirit shows up, it's like going to a bad motel and turn the lights on in the middle of the night. Uh, roaches start scattering, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and, and that's what happens when, when the power of the Holy Spirit is present, the enemy is revealed, if that makes sense. And so when we start praying, when we start doing things, stuff starts popping up because it's been there all along, but now all of a sudden it's, it's the light is shining on it. The light is shining on it. So um, I prayed, uh, let's see. I just want to tell you guys some stories because I'm just trying to, to, to show you what God is able to do, what God can do. Um, we were doing a power evangelism, which is like a basically just where you, you get together a group of people, you pray, you ask God, where, where are you supposed to go? What are you supposed to do? And I'm with a, an older lady and like a really young kid. And the really young kid had all the words from God. And I was like, great, this is great. And so he, he was like saying, hey, I feel like he was just, we're praying, we're, we're quiet. And he just had an impression of uh, a Dollar General. We we're supposed to go to a Dollar General. And he saw a red brick building. And we're like, okay. Sounds good. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's just try it. So we, we go out. We spend about 45 minutes looking for a Dollar General. Can't find it because <clears throat> we're trying to be led by the Spirit. Finally, someone was like, have you Googled it? And I was like, no. It's a good idea. So we Google it, and like right across the street over here, it's still there. There's a brand that was just opening up. It was a Dollar General. It had like flags, you know, coming down the sides of it. And, like, and it was like so obvious, and we had just like driven right past it. But we, we go there, and we get there, and as soon as we get there, uh, the Bridget, the, the lady that was with us, uh, the older lady, she just walks up to this lady who's coming out and just started hugging her. And I was like, what, what's happening? What's, what's going on? Why are you, why is she, why is she hugging this, hugging this random stranger? And it was just like this divine meeting. We started talking to this lady. She had had like multiple surgeries on her throat. She had a voice box. So she was talking through a voice box and, um, found out just, you know, Bridget basically just told her, I felt, you know, the Lord was, was, had brought us here to talk to you and that um, God loves you. And, um, and she started telling us her story about her surgeries and stuff. She had a lady there who was just basically helping her around. And she had thought about committing suicide the night before. And uh, we were able to just be a blessing and an encouragement and just bring God's love to her in the moment. And the Holy Spirit was the one that brought us to that place, brought us to the, to the situation, to the person. Um, and it was a, a divine encounter. And those kind of things are possible when we are open and we are listening and we are paying attention to what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. Um, I had a story of a time when I was praying for a lady and um, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, I want, <laughs> I want you to tell her, 
to blow the tree down. And so I was like, this is stupid. I'm not going to say that. Um, and I just, you know, I just kept coming back and I was like, fine. And I was like, well, maybe it's like, you know, supernatural. It's like, well, God's going to do something. She's just going to, you know, she's going to go down or she's, something's going to happen. It's going to be good. And so I prayed. I was like, Lord, just blow the tree down. And, and she was probably like, what the heck? Uh, and so she goes home. And a few months later, I meet this lady again, because I was like, I'll never see her again, so this is fine. I can just say these things. As I saw her again, and she told me about the, uh, the thing I had said to her, and she was like, I want you to know, she was like, um, we, we, uh, my, my husband and I, we're not getting along, and we've, we've had some bad fights, and we've had some things happen, and uh, a storm came through, and she said a tree came down. In our, in our property, and he, uh, he had to go out there and chop it down. He spent all day chopping down this tree. And he said, while he was out there, the Lord started working on his heart, and he came back, and we reconciled our marriage. And he, she said, um, he brought it back to, uh, the, the story came back to me, or that thing you said came back to me, God blow the tree down. And I just want you to know that, that God used that in my life. And I was like, Pfft man, I thought it was about like, you know, praying for you in that moment. I had no idea what, what God was actually planning to do. And that just goes to show you when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, sometimes you don't really have a context for it. You don't know why it's being said to you. You don't understand what, what happened. Sometimes you may even be obedient to do something and it seems like nothing came of it, right? Or maybe you even got a negative experience, a, never, a negative reaction. And you think, well, that couldn't have been God. Well, it's not necessarily true, right? Um, it's just not necessarily the case. And so we have to be open and, and listening and being, att paying attention and, and be aware and willing to look stupid sometimes, willing to take, the, take into account that those things may be hitting them down the road, that God might be doing something down the road. Um, I, I'll tell you one more story and then we'll, we'll stop. But uh, uh, there's a lady uh, who worked in the kitchen where I worked. Um, and she was... Uh, just a kitchen worker, I felt like the Lord gave me this word for. Her. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm not the kind of guy who likes doing this kind of stuff, but I, I was just like, I wanted the Lord to use me, you know, and I was like, I, I felt like he gave me this impression of uh, that she was doing something that has been overlooked and that she felt uh, kind of overlooked and that the Lord wanted to point her out and say, hey, I see what you're doing and I'm really pleased. And that was it. It was a really simple, really simple word. And I was like, I don't, I don't know about this, God. And then I got confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. I started reading the Bible and say like, you know, go talk to somebody. <laughs> it would just say something that it would just encourage me to go do this thing. So finally I got the nerve and I kind of like followed her around and she goes into like a, a storage room and I followed her into the storage room. Later. It looked like a stalker probably. And I was like, hey, I've got a word from God for you. And she was like, a word from who? And a, a word from God. She's like, a word from who? And I was like, a word from God. I was at this point, I just felt like an idiot. And I was like, so I just wanted you to know that I feel like God was saying that uh, you're doing something that you, you know, nobody notices, but that he's pleased with, and that's it. And she's, she starts telling me, she says, you know, my sister, I've brought my sister to come live with me. And she says, it's funny because you said that, because I feel like, She's totally taken advantage of the situation. I feel like nobody really cares. And here I am doing this thing for her. And she's using all my stuff. And she was like, so I appreciate that. I really, I really do. And, and so it, it like kind of just zoned in and hit her right where she needed it. Um, 
I'll tell you one more story and then we'll, I, I think I just said that, didn't I? <laughs> I'll tell you one more story. I like telling stories. Okay, so there's another lady. Her name was uh, Anissa. She had a kidney failure. She worked at my job. And um, I believe in God's ability to heal uh, and really felt strongly that I was supposed to go pray for her. She's not a believer. She was not a Christian. Um, She was in line for a transplant, but those things are really hard to get. Uh, You have to have a donor. You have to have somebody who's uh, compatible, all that stuff. And so I felt like God wanted to heal her. And I I struggled with it for a while and decided to go up there after five o'clock, clocked out, went upstairs, said, hey, can I pray for you? I feel like God wants to to do something. And uh, she said yes, which I was like, wow, okay, (laughs) that's good. It's a good start. And so she closed her eyes, we held hands and we prayed and um, God's presence just showed up and she started crying. Um, She didn't get healed. She didn't get healed. And I was thinking, man, I I really feel like something was supposed to happen there. And I walked away from it. And then uh, uh, down the road a little ways, a couple weeks, she came back to me and and she sat me down. She said, you'll never believe what, what happened. And I said, what? And uh, she started telling me about how uh, her husband worked with a person who goes to 12 Stone. And this lady felt like God wanted her to, she heard about Anissa and her issue with her kidney and felt like God told her she wanted to donate a kidney. And um, uh, they went through the whole process. Of course, you still have to be lined up. Everything has to work out. And she she was a match. She was good. She was able to do it. She showed me the picture of the kidney that she took out of her body, and it was like nasty. It was huge and diseased and gross. And uh, but so God didn't work the healing that I thought was supposed to happen over here. But what God did do is He met her, and what God did do is He lined up another miracle. It was a different kind of miracle, but it was still a miracle. Um, so I just wanted to share these stories as a way to kind of. Uh, whet our appetite and to, to remember it. Guys, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm an elder here at church, and it's been a while for me. It's been a while since I've seen God be uh, moving in an active way. Um, and I am hungry for more of the Holy Spirit. Um, we can have these experiences, and uh, uh, I want to speak about the scripture, um, that Ephesians 5.18, it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, that, that actually literally means be continually filled. Go on being filled. Uh, and so I want to encourage you, if, if, if there's two camps today, I feel like there's probably two camps of us. There's going to be some of us who, I'm telling you these stories and you're kind of like freaking out going, that sounds really weird, man. I'm like, I'm out. I'm, I'm getting out of here. And then there's some people who are like, yeah, I've been there. I've seen some of that stuff, but it's been a while. And for either one of you guys, I want to I want to invite you to ask the Lord to begin to work in a bigger, better way and to invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. Um, Some of you, that means being baptized in the Holy Spirit. For some of you, you've never had that experience. Uh, For some of you, you just need to be filled back up. Uh, So let's, let's stand up, guys. So what I'm gonna do today is I'm just gonna simply pray. Uh, if, if that's you, if you're feeling one of those kind of ways, if you're feeling like, hey, this is something I'm not really, don't know anything about, but I am interested, I'm curious, I want more, um, 
I want you to uh, be receptive today as I pray. If you're the person in the other camp who says, yeah, I've seen that stuff. I've been a part of that stuff, but it's been a long time and um, I'm ready for more. Then I also want you guys to be receptive today because God uh, will always work as we yield and as we uh, pursue him and we say yes to him, that's when he comes, okay? He's not gonna just um, barge his way into our lives. So uh, let's close our eyes. Uh, let's get in just a receptive posture. You could just put your hands out if you're at home today. You can still do it, guys. Just close your eyes, put your hands out, and I'm just going to pray. So, Father, I thank you, Father, that this is not about us. God, we can get out of the way. Lord, we uh, talk about all these great things that happen, Lord. They're, they're you. They're your Holy Spirit. They're the powerful things of God. And we want more of it, God. And so, Lord, I just want to uh, ask you right now, Holy Spirit, would you begin to work in these people's lives today? God, for every person who says yes to you, for every person who's saying, I want a little bit more, or I want a lot more, God, I ask that you would show up. God, I want to invite your Holy Spirit to begin to move on our lives. Lord, we ask that you would pour out dreams and visions Words of knowledge, God. All the gifts of the Spirit, God. All the fruits of the Spirit, God. It's in your word. It's in your scripture. Lord, we want it. God, we want everything that you have for us, Lord. God, that's the fun life. That's the adventure life, God. That's the life that I want, Lord. So God, we want to say yes to you right now. And Lord, whatever that looks like this week, I pray that you would show us how to pursue your spirit, how to pursue your spirit, God. Lord, I just bless these people as they go out today. I ask that you would begin to chase after them. I I pray that this idea, that this um, notion of the Holy Spirit doing amazing things through us and in us would be something that continues to just Uh, be on our hearts and on our minds, God. And Lord, I pray that you would go with us today and bless them uh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, Guys, if you do want prayer, I'm happy to pray for you up here in the front. Um, Otherwise, you're dismissed and have a great week. God bless you.